Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. We are on episode 66, Mario Lemieux of my little hockey show, where once a week I go through all of the major news in the NHL, mostly focusing in on the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames because they're my favorites, but I can talk about any of the 32 teams. So what is on tap for this week? I mean... We got to talk about the Babcock situation. It is the hottest topic in the NHL right now. Everybody is talking about the controversy with Mike Babcock and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I'll be diving into uh, what I think about that whole controversy going on. We're going to be talking about the major signing that went down in the Ottawa Senators organization. And we got a whole bunch of retirements and a whole bunch of other stuff going on. But Obviously, the big, big focus is going to be on Mike Babcock because, my goodness, there it's just been nonstop. Everyone putting in their opinions, and here I go. I'm going to throw my hat into the ring as to what I think is going on. And I generally, this is how I mostly gauge every situation like this. There is one side of the story, and then there's the other side, and I always feel the truth lies somewhere in the middle. So if you don't know what has been going on in Columbus and the uh, Mike Babcock situation... Allegedly, so I listened to the podcast, I listened to the Spit and Chicklets podcast, and admittedly, I didn't think anything of it. Like, I knew it was a shitty story, but I didn't think it was going to blow up, and and Chicklets were going to be so in the news about this, but they have basically accused Mike Babcock of demanding players in the Columbus Blue Jackets organization, mainly the captain, Boone Jenner. Uh, Apparently, they had a meeting where Babcock... I don't want to use the word demand, but uh, asked if he could see photographs in his phone. And like on paper, that's uh, really, really awkward. I mean, if my boss came up to me tomorrow and said, hey, can I have a look at the pictures in your phone? I would be like not worried about it. Like I don't have anything. I'm not hiding anything. But, you know, it's a very personal thing to ask for. So Chicklets took that and ran with it. Now, they heard this from a third party, so, you know, it's it's definitely things are getting lost in translation. Like, the first person might have heard it this way, and then they twist it a little bit, and it gets twisted to the next guy, to the next guy. And then when it gets to Chicklets, who knows how twisted up the story has gotten by then. But, Jenner showed him, showed Babcock photographs of his family and everything like that. And of course, so the ball got rolling. Everyone's like, oh, Mike Babcock, he's at it again. And Babcock has had a long, long history of being not, not the most, he definitely has taken some uh, drastic measures to play mind games with players. And uh, he's generally just haven't had a very good track record with players in the league. There's Tons of players that have a lot of bad, bad things to say about him, like Mike Badano, uh, Johan Franzen, and so very many others. And so that's why I wasn't overly that shocked when I heard the story come out. I was like, oh, honestly, I thought it was a little bit tame. I was like, oh, he's done substantially worse than that. Now, I'm not condoning that that what he did was good or anything. I'm just saying in comparison to the other stories I've heard of Mike Babcock, fairly tame, honestly. But the thing that's really alarming is that, you know, Mike Babcock, he was fired by the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he has really struggled to find his footing again in the NHL. He was gone for a few years. We were playing, will he or won't he come back to the NHL during that whole entire time he was off. He was teasing a return, and then the Columbus Blue Jackets hired him, gave him a multi-year extension, and 
here we go. It kind of seemed like Babcock hasn't changed. And that's, you know, I I can agree with that because all the interviews that he had during his time off from the NHL, he never once apologized for anything that he did. He never really ever thought that what he did was necessarily wrong. And yeah, so, and he's, you know, it's, it's not a good look, man. It's really not a good look in many ways, but I understand where Columbus was coming from hiring him. You have to try and put yourself in the shoes of their general manager, Yarmo Kekalainen. I mean, this dude, he's literally on his last string as being the GM. Like, he, if it doesn't go well for him this year, he's probably done. So he is, without a doubt, in desperation mode right now. The last coach he hired did not work out. The coach before that, John Tortorella, uh, you know, a little bit questionable. So... Yarmo was was looking to do swing for the fences, man. Hopefully, you know, swing as hard as he can. Maybe he gets a home run, or maybe he's out, and that's it for him. We maybe we never see him again. But he took a swing on Mike Babcock, a coach that's had success in the NHL. Now he maybe hasn't had uh, any recent success. I mean, he hasn't won a playoff round since like almost like 2013, I think was the last time he went around. Never won any rounds with the Toronto Maple Leafs. We know about the Mitch Marner story and all of that stuff. So I understand what Yarmo was doing. Me, I was, I'm not, I'm not for, I didn't like the idea of Mike Babcock coming back into the NHL. I really hate that about um, the NHL is that they just keep recycling old coaches with known problems and issues And they're like, oh, it probably won't happen if he comes over to this environment. And then the same thing happens again. People have, you know, it's not everybody can change. Some people are very stubborn and stuck in their ways. So I don't know, man. I wasn't supporting of the hiring of Mike Babcock for Columbus, but I do understand it. So in terms of how this has gone down. So all the allegations for Mike Babcock have come out and now Columbus and the league with all that fire, you know, getting lit under the story, the league went to investigate. They did their part, investigated. Uh, Babcock and Boone Jenner have come out with statements saying that uh, this story has been blown way out of proportion. That's not what went down. It was a simple, uh, just a first meeting between coach and player, just trying to get eno- get get to know each other. Like, oh, hey, do you have a family? Oh, cool. Do you have any pictures that I can see? That's allegedly what the league, Columbus, and everyone, all the players, that's what they're coming out and saying went down. It was nothing out of line. Boone Jenner came out and said that he was very comfortable in the whole meeting and showing him said pictures. There was no issue with that. So, I mean, that's essentially where I think the story should die, but it isn't. So now people are attacking spitting chiclets, they're attacking Bizanet, they're attacking Whitney, and they're basically doubling down on their allegations. They're not coming out and, and saying, no, 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 we retract that. We're sorry, it was misinformation. We apologize. They're not really doing that. As far as I can tell, I haven't heard any statements or saw any statements um, apologizing or rearing back or doing anything like that. And I've been listening to spitting chiclets for years and years and years now. And it's pretty, I think, safe to say that the people on that show, they're not a fan of Mike Babcock. And me personally, I'm not a fan of the guy either. So, I mean, there might be some animosity that Bizanet, Whitney, all those guys might have towards him. They more than likely know stories from players that they have heard that we have not heard as a fan base, that maybe stories that are too spicy uh, to be shared on the internet. So they might know things about Mike Babcock that might not be public. So I'm keeping that in mind. But I, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't 
rear back on that stuff because I don't know. It just, I don't know. I don't think it's definitely not over yet. There, there could be more stuff coming out. Maybe they know something that we don't. And, and people have been playing both sides, right? It's like, well, maybe Spit and Chicklets are right. And maybe Columbus are the scumbags. Or maybe maybe Spit and Chicklets are scumbags. And, and Columbus isn't doing anything wrong. And it's just a witch hunt for, for Mike Babcock. And again, I understand all of that stuff. I completely, I'm all for, like, I didn't want Babcock here. I don't think he should be here. He's already proven time and time again that he just shouldn't be a coach. So... And that goes same thing with like Quenville and all those guys. If you you blew your chance, you shouldn't be allowed to come back in. That's that's my opinion on that. So, but I mean, regardless, like I said, it it would be extremely weird if my supervisor or your boss or anybody came up and just asked you out of the blue to see your photographs. But again, I just I don't think that's how that went down. I really feel like something got really taken out of context here I feel like I know the league the players and everybody they've been talking about this for a little bit and a lot of people are concerned you know everyone's throwing out their opinions like oh fuck no I would not let him see my phone or like some guys are like oh I would put all these motivational pictures and speeches and stuff in my phone other guys are like oh I'd have pictures of my dick and the inside of my asshole and show that off and all that stuff so and on top of that I think I have also heard that Babcock has done this at other places where he would have players basically almost in like a school project fashion, like have you stand up in front of your teammates with a little PowerPoint slideshow of your family photos and you describe um, your family and everything. Now, personally, I mean, you know, team building is great, but I think that's too far. I always hated that shit in school on the first day. Oh, hey, get up, stand up, introduce yourself, tell us about yourself. That never went over well with me. I always hated that crap. I would prefer, I don't know, here, take this piece of paper with a little questionnaire on it, fill it out anonym- anonymously, and, you know, hand it in, and I can learn a little bit about you, see what's going on. You know, from a teacher's perspective, uh, it might help them find a way to help you learn better or a way that they can train or teach you in a better way. Everybody's a little bit different. So things like that, very, very innocent and and rather common. But to have someone go into your phone and look through your personal pictures and to maybe present it in a, in a presentation form, uh, it's definitely crossing a line. Now, is it illegal? Is it something you would get fired for? No, not necessarily, but it is definitely something that the players in the locker room or other players around the league have obviously it's gotten around people have heard about this and they've made their opinions known how very much uncomfortable they would be if that was the case for them if they were getting coached by Mike Babcock they would absolutely not be for um showing off their pictures and uh, you know maybe that's something uh that that's something wrong with that person internally like if you're uncomfortable showing pictures on the on your phone like what kind of pictures are you taking that's not my game, man. Like, I'm not... That's your thing. Your phone is your private thing. All right. As long as you're not doing anything illegal, you know? Okay? So, it's a weird... It's very, very strange. Now, <laughs> the thing that's not good, right, is, like, the fact that this stuff comes out and no one really batted an eyelash because it was Mike Babcock. If it came out and, like, Sheldon Keefe on the Leafs, he came out and, and rumors like this came out about Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe doesn't necessarily have a big track record. Uh, he hasn't been an NHL coach for very long. So there would definitely be some people pushing back on that. Like, oh, that's just a hit piece. That's just some pissed off Toronto media member trying to cause waves or whatever like that, right? But 
it's the fact that it's Mike Babcock and he's got such a bad track record. You know, I didn't bat an eyelash. I believed it absolutely. I believe every single word that came out of Bissonette's mouth. I believed everything because it sounds exactly like something he would do. And like I said, I've heard of him doing much worse things than that. But, you know, this is, again, another uh, reasoning why you you just sometimes can't give people a second chance. And I think we're, I mean, I'm not saying that Babcock is necessarily in the wrong here, but again, it just kind of displays to me that he didn't learn anything. He's not adapting. He's not changing his coaching style. He's still doing the same bullshit that he was doing before. So what'd you really expect, honestly? So I don't really know where this is going to end up. Is Babcock going to get fired over this? I doubt it. Is it going to cause some more controversy and and stories to come out about Babcock. I mean, yeah, probably. Are bad stories going to come out about Spit and Chicklets, guys? Or or is the crowd going to turn maybe on Chicklets for for trying to attack a guy uh, maybe wrongfully? Like, I think, I don't know, man. It's a very odd situation. I mean, that's that's where I stand with it. I know the truth is somewhere in the middle here. I, I feel like both parties are in the wrong, but also they have things that are right about. And um, yeah, I can't really pick a side with this one right now. Honestly, from the statements that Boone Jenner said, if he came out and he said he's okay with it, then that's that's that. If he's okay with it, and if uh, other players have come out and said they're not okay with it, then they don't have to do it. And we'll keep an eye on that for sure. So for example, let's just say Johnny Goudreau. I think he's already come out and said that like he wouldn't like to show people photographs. That's not that's not cool. And let's just say Babcock starts lowering Johnny Goudreau's ice time. He goes down to the second line. Maybe he gets sent down to the fourth line for a few games. Maybe something like that. We could, you know, we can watch that. See if he has a bad relationship with maybe some of the players that we've heard are uncomfortable with that. So it's weird, man. It's uh, it's disappointing, but uh, honestly, just not surprising that something like this is happening with Mike Babcock and the Columbus Blue Jackets. But um, yeah, I'll keep my eye on it and see what's going to happen uh, further on with this story. As far as I know, that's where it lies. Uh, Columbus and the NHLPA have investigated it. They have found no wrongdoings, and that's where it is as of right now. So so that's that. That's been going on. Curious to hear what you guys think. Are you are you for Mike Babcock? Do you think he should still be in the league? Do you think this is just blown out of proportion and they're just trying to take down a guy that nobody really likes? I mean, Babcock, safe to say, he's not a very popular guy. There's a lot of people that don't like him, and they're very, very vocal about that dislike towards him. So, you know, it... It could just be uh, uh, maybe they're trying to bully him out of the league and see how he likes it. So I don't know, but that's where that is. So let's try and move on to uh, something a little bit better. So let's talk about some captain C's. We got two captains in on Canadian franchises. The Vancouver Canucks and the Winnipeg Jets have both announced captains for their teams. So let's start off with Vancouver. Quinn Hughes named the next captain of the Vancouver Canucks. And I fucking love it, dude. I absolutely love it. I think that is the perfect selection for the captaincy for the Vancouver Canucks. I know people are going to be on Team JT Miller or Team Elias Pettersson, but the fact of the matter is, Elias Pettersson's not signed long-term. We do not know the future of that player, so it wouldn't be a great idea to throw the captaincy on him now and he walks away in a year or two. So that wouldn't be a really good look for the Vancouver Canucks. JT Miller, on the other hand, he is signed long-term, but 
he's kind of got a love-hate relationship with fan bases. I mean, some some fans in Vancouver like him. Some fans very much so don't like him. But he's come out and said he loves playing for Vancouver. He likes to be here. He wants to be here. So that's good. And he's also a pretty vocal guy. He's not shy to let you know how he feels or how what's going on and stuff like that. So... You know, that could be good for the Vancouver Canucks, but it can also be bad. So, uh, you know, if Vancouver has a bad game, they lost 7-1, to and they throw fucking 20 microphones in front of JT Miller, and he just goes off. It may not play well for the Vancouver Canucks organization, because, you know, <laughs> we know Vancouver hasn't been necessarily the most... A stable organization over their existence so maybe a guy like JT Miller wouldn't necessarily be the best um well, the leader I guess uh for that because sometimes he can blow up and be very emotional now personally I'm fine with that I'm totally cool with a guy speaking his mind I think that's cool I think we need more of that honestly in the NHL I just don't know if that's necessarily what the Vancouver Canucks need right now. So that's why I am all about Quinn Hughes. I think he's kind of the uh, good mixture of JT and Pedersen. He is one of the one of the most skilled players uh, that Vancouver has ever had. Pro- arguably the the most talented defenseman they've ever had in the organization. He is one of the best players on the team right now. He is a silent leader. He may not be super vocal, but he leads by example, and I love that in a leader. Lead by example. Don't just you know yell and scream at people and then don't do anything. No, go out there and be the best player. So I like Quinn Hughes. He likes to be a Vancouver Canucks. He's going to be there for a while. He's on a great contract. Everyone seems to love the guy, uh, player-wise, fan base-wise. He seems very popular. So I'm I'm giving it like a nine out of ten for the captaincy for Quinn Hughes. I love it. I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, other Quinn brothers in the league at some point being captains of their teams. You know, the the, the Hughes brothers are a very talented family. So, I mean, that's cool. I'm very happy for Quinn Hughes to get that captaincy, and I think it's awesome. But what do you guys think? Do you think it was that the wrong selection? Do you think Quinn Hughes is is maybe too quiet or maybe too reserved? Maybe he's, he's even come out and said, you know, I've never been a captain even in, like, juniors or growing up or anything like that. But just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean you can't do it. So I think he's going to shine in that role. I think he's going to be fan. Fantastic. So congratulations to Quinn Hughes. Well on you. And then the Winnipeg Jets. They're like, hold my beer. Here we go. Here's our new captain. And I have to admit, I did not see this one coming. But Adam Lowry, the next captain of your Winnipeg Jets. And I'm good with this. I... I'm a little bit surprised that it wasn't a guy like Josh Morrissey, maybe. I thought he kind of took the team by the reins last year during a, a pretty up-and-down season. It was not a very easy last couple years, honestly, for the Winnipeg Jets. A lot of turmoil in the locker room, people leaving, people wanting to leave, all that stuff, right? So I thought he had, uh, through all that animosity and, and problems that the team was going through, he came out and had a career year. He was amazing last season, was definitely in the Norris conversation for like 60-70% of the season. Yes, he slowed down in the back half, but I thought, you know, Josh Morrissey would be a fantastic candidate, but Adam Lowry, man, I really like this uh, guy as well because he loves playing for Winnipeg. He loves being there. Um, I can't remember if his dad is still the coach of this team. Now, that might be a little bit of a red flag, but... 
Uh, I, I'm not really going to worry too much about that. He just seems like a good leader, man. Like he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's not really necessarily a master of anything, but he can. he's good at a, a little bit of everything. He's solid two-way player. He can be aggressive. And yeah, man, I like Adam Lowry, Adam Lowry quite a bit. I can't say that I necessarily saw it coming that he was going to be the captain. I thought maybe they would be captainless for a little bit longer just to kind of figure out where the direction of this team is going to go. But at least they they picked one direction and they chose a captain. Now, there are other guys on that team. You know, you got Mark Shifley. He's been there for a long time, but he's only got one year left. He's kind of had a foot in and out of the door for a few years now, so understandably, they didn't give it to him. Kyle Connor, you know, he's been there for a long time. Again, kind of a silent leader of the team. He just consistently has excellent seasons every single year. One of the most consistent players, but admittedly, he just doesn't seem like a very vocal guy. If I was to compare him to a player like maybe a William Nylander, where like, I just want to be, I just love the game. I want to play hockey. I don't really want all that extra stuff. I'm not all about the media. I'm not all about that. I just love the game. I want to play and that's it. So if that was what Kyle Connor said, I would totally respect that because I love that player. But yeah, there's some other guys on the team that, you know, maybe could have been a captain, but I like Adam Lowry as a captain. I think he's a solid player. He really tries. He's got great effort. Like, yeah, I think that's a good choice as well. It may not be everybody's choice or even your first choice, myself included. Like, I had an eyebrow raise when I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. But after, like, eight seconds of thinking about it, I was like, no, I totally understand that. And, I, yeah, I don't hate it. I think it's pretty good. So... That is cool. Let me know what you guys think about those two captains getting named. Do you like them? Do you who would have you picked? If if you weren't going to pick Hughes or Lowry, who would you name captain? All right, let's get a little messy here. We're going to go talk about some of the signings and stuff that has gone on over the last week or so. There is an absolutely huge one in here that my eyebrow raised quite a bit and um yeah, so we'll get to that. So Devin Shore had signed a league minimum contract with the Seattle Kraken. Good depth signing right there. Tristan Leneau uh, signs his three-year entry-level deal with the Anaheim Ducks. Congratulations. Morgan Frost gets a two-year extension with the Philadelphia Flyers. 24-year-old center, two-year extension, $2.1 million. And this is going to be a really big season for Morgan Frost and the Philadelphia Flyers. He's been... You know, I've heard great things about him. Then he went down into that bust situation a little bit. And then he brought it back. He definitely had a good comeback last year. He's getting more ice time now. He's going to have a bigger role on the team. And I thought he did pretty okay considering how, you know, not good Philadelphia was. So they're going to be looking for hopefully a breakout out of Morgan Frost. Could he hit the 50-60 mark in terms of points this season? I mean, it's a very good chance he could. He's 24 now, so... He's about where he's going to be in terms of his potential, so it's going to be a really big year for Morgan Frost, but good signing right there. And now we got the big one. So Jake Sanderson gets the eight-year extension from the Ottawa Senators, $64 million in total, coming out to $8.05 million per season for the 21-year-old defenseman. How much fucking money were you making at 21 years old a year? I tell you, I'll tell you one thing for free. I wasn't making $8 million. Holy shit. So this is a big ticket big big ticket and um my eyebrow raised when I saw this one come out because admittedly I don't know very very much about Jake Sanderson 
Haven't seen him play a whole lot. He hasn't been in the league for a very long time. He's only 21 years old. But former fifth overall pick in the first round just a few seasons ago. And I think, you know, I think Ottawa knows more about this player than I do. That's for sure. And I think... They're rolling the dice on this kid, and I think um, I think they're they're pretty happy with this deal, man. So, Ottawa has had problems in their history getting players to stay long term, but that really seems to be in the rearview mirror now. They got Stutzel, uh, Stutzla, they got Sanderson now, they got Shabbat, they got Kachuk, they got a lot of guys, man. So this is going to be another major piece in the future for the Ottawa. Senators organization now on paper as of today is Jake Sanderson worth eight million dollars no absolutely not he, he just straight up is not worth eight million dollars today but they're not paying him that right now that doesn't kick in I believe until next season but um in terms I mean he wasn't like he just, he didn't have like mind-blowing stats he, he had four goals last year 28 points he played in 77 games but he's putting up 21 almost 22 minutes on ice per game so he's already climbing up in terms of how many minutes he is playing per game and uh that i feel like it's just only going to increase he is six foot three just under 200 pounds so he's big left-handed shot he's not right-handed which it's okay that's fine but they're definitely uh putting their chips onto this player and admittedly uh ever since this contract got Signed. I've watched a ton of breakdown videos and heard a whole bunch of opinions on this player. And admittedly, honestly, a lot of people are quite fine with this. Honestly, um, he appears to be an absolute stud of a defenseman. I'm definitely going to have my eye on him much more this season. Now that the contract is signed, we just got to make sure that he continues to progress forward and then get up to that $8 million. So in the future, this could maybe be be one of the big bargain contracts of the future we could be looking at this like a heskinen deal in dallas we could look at this almost like a mccarr deal maybe in colorado this could age absolutely fantastically i think on even if it doesn't go great i don't think it's going to be that bad i think maybe if if jake sanderson at worst would be like a six million dollar defenseman but i think he is going to shoot for the stars and he's going to be worth He's going to go way over that worth of $8 million per season. It may it may not be next year. It may not be this year. It may not even be the year after that. It may be three years from now until he starts earning that $8 million. But it's a contract of the future for a team that is on the rise. So it's a good signing in my books as of today. We can revisit that in four years. And it may be even better or it might be a fucking disaster. But I would say like... A lot of things would have to go wrong for this contract to really be a disaster. So I think it's a really good, smart signing for Ottawa. We got Tyler Mott. He signs a $800,000 deal with Tampa Bay for one year depth signing. You got Thomas Tatar gets $1.5 million for one year to join the Colorado Avalanche. That's a pretty good signing. If Tatar can get that offense going and keep it... I think he was... Oh, fuck. Where was he last? I think he was in... Maybe he was in New Jersey, and without a, without a doubt, he got lost in the shuffle in that forward group in New Jersey. He'd probably have a better time getting some more points with Colorado, so I like that signing for them. Keith Kincaid is going back to New Jersey. Was that where he was? Uh, anyway, he signs a league men contract for one year. 34-year-old goaltender, probably some depth right there. Don't know how much we're going to see of him in the NHL. And then Declan... 
Cheese Home signed a one-year extension, league minimum, 23-year-old defenseman. I do not know a thing about this player. So um, the signings are definitely coming down, but the PTOs right now, oh my god, I have never seen so many PTOs being signed right now. Like Carolina at the moment has so many PTOs, player tryouts, that's what that stands for. They have so many PTOs signed right now that they can they can they can launch an AHL squad. They have so many guys are like, "Okay, all you guys, all right, you're now a part of the AHL squad," which they actually don't have one right now. Um so what what does that mean? player tryouts. So it's just guys that are looking to stay relevant in the NHL. Like they don't want to get forgotten about. Maybe, maybe they don't want to go to Europe and, and maybe the league forgets about them a little bit. Like, Hey, if I just take a PTO this year, take a little bit of a dip in money, earn my spot back in the league. And then next year, when all of the money comes into the league again, when the, when the salary cap goes up, these guys can cash in. And maybe if they do a team a favor, you know, maybe um, a certain Phil Kethel signs a league minimum contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He does unbelievable, gets 900 points. We're going to help Phil Kessel out next year. Give him a little bit of an extra money. Give him some more money for helping us out last year, signing a PTO nice and cheap for us. So maybe that's what some players are planning to do. Some guys are maybe just trying for, for the hell of it. I don't know. But regardless, I have never seen so many PTOs getting signed how many of them are actually going to make it? I have no freaking idea. That's that's my thinking on it. It's just guys are trying to keep their their names in the hat of the NHL. Don't want to get forgotten. You don't want to, you know, this next year could be a huge opportunity for a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of extra money getting thrown around next year. And you're just going to have to be patient for one more season. So I feel like that's what these guys are doing. But which PTO out there is the most intriguing to you? The one that comes off of the to my brain right at the moment was Nick Ritchie just signed a PTO with someone and like Nick Ritchie would be a like I know he was not very good at all for the Toronto Maple Leafs but when he got sent to Arizona he was all right I think man like to throw that guy on the fourth line like what's wrong with that I mean he would be a great little fourth liner big body get get him in front maybe fight (sighs) excuse me but that would be fine. So what, which PTOs do you think are actually going to be successful and worthwhile to sign? Speaking of worthwhile to sign, there is a little bit of a rumor going around about Mr. Rasmus Dalin, young stud defenseman for the Buffalo Sabres. So his contract extension, some numbers are getting thrown around out there what the rumored extension amount is going to be. And right now, last I heard, we're looking at something... At least over $10 million. $10.5, $10.7, maybe $11 million. And now, of course, everybody is throwing their opinions in at what they think Darlene is worth. And is this guy, is this young defenseman worth $10 million? Um, yeah, yeah, I really do think he is. He is young. And we really saw what um, the former first overall pick is all about last season. He really emerged last year. He looked unfucking believable at the beginning of the season, and he really just—he didn't keep it, you know, gas to the pedal to the metal the whole entire season. But at the beginning, there, it looked like he was going to be unstoppable. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, this guy is unfreaking believable." So Rasmus Dahlin has officially arrived. It does take defensemen longer than forwards for the most part to really hit their stride in the NHL, and I think we've seen. 
I don't think we're done quite yet with Darlene, man. I think Darlene has another gear. He has a little bit more to to get up to, and um, I can see this. I don't think he's going to be like a 100-point defenseman or anything like that, but I think a consistent point-a-game defenseman, oh, buddy, yes. I think absolutely Darlene would be worth the $10 million ticket for the Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres. He could be the future captain, and, dude, he could be the guy that can get them back into the playoffs along with him and Owen Power. And and that's the other question. You got Owen Power back there. He's not far away from his contract extension either. And a lot of people are throwing big numbers around that kid as well. And that, that one I'm a little bit more unreceptive to because he is very, very fresh. But again, man, like for how good and comfortable Owen Power looks already as a defenseman in the NHL is is quite amazing. It's very rare to see a defenseman come in and look that sound and just look that comfortable defensively. Like, he hasn't even hit a stride with the offense. And it's not like his offense... I don't think he's going to be hitting numbers like Darlene. It looks like Darlene's going to be the point man. And Owen Power's going to be your all-around stud. And I think... Yeah, man, I think Owen Power is going to be more defensive and Darlene maybe a little, little bit more offensive, but they're just going to be so, so freaking... That's going to be a problem, man. Owen Power and Darlene, and you can put them on two separate pairings and fuck, man, almost like probably 85, 90% of the game when you're playing against Buffalo, you're going to be playing against Darlene or Power. Like, that's going to fucking suck. So... That's um that's definitely out there on the table for the Buffalo Sabres. What do you think Rasmus Dahlin is worth? I think absolutely worth $10 million. He should be one of the more higher paid defensemen in the league. And then like the 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 Jake Sanderson extension definitely is going to ruffle some feathers. Rather, I don't know which feathers necessarily, if it's going to be GMs, agents, or other players, because there's gonna be some young defensemen out there that maybe haven't quite lived up to that potential just yet and they're like well Sanderson just got eight million dollars and he only has four goals in the NHL so why can't I have that so that might make some of the waters a little bit more turbulent than some of the GMs would have liked because of that signing and uh, maybe some other players are gonna be like well fuck like I'm not I don't have that potential and I, I I'm not I'm not Jake Sanderson, so how am I supposed to be able to ask for that much money? Some people are going to be like, damn, I wish he asked for more money so then I can get more money. So I don't know. Something like that is definitely because that's definitely a contract, the Jake Sanderson one, that a lot of players are going to be looking at and going to be comparing it to. It's like, oh, well, he got that much money. and uh So that's going to be really interesting. I can't wait. I'm surprised that we still haven't, that contract has not come out yet for Rasmus Dahlin. It seems like it's we're very, very close to being done, so I'm I'm still waiting for it to come out, hopefully nice and soon. We have news out of Arizona. We got uh, Bill Armstrong, the GM of the Arizona Coyotes, gets a three-year extension. And yeah, I think that's actually, you know, honestly, I thought he has done a pretty all right job. I know that the organization that is the Arizona Coyotes is uh, obviously the laughing stock, but I think that's coming to an end, man. Like, the way that this team is starting to come together the young players are coming in they're getting they got more draft picks than they know what to do with and now they're they got cap space to blow they got a lot of good things here they got some young players that are starting to come into their own that Michelli kid looked pretty good Clayton Keller should be 
a superstar. He could be the first 100-point player for the Arizona Coyotes organization. And they're on the rise, man. I know their defense sucks and their goaltending is questionable, but they got some pretty good-looking forwards. They do have some good young defensemen on their way up. I mean, they drafted a, a young defenseman in this draft. I know some people didn't like it, myself included. I definitely snickered a little bit. But apparently the dude is an absolute fucking mutant. He's, like, athletic as fuck. He is just a specimen. So that that is looking good. I mean... Yeah, man, I I think the Arizona, this is going to be a really interesting year. No, I don't think they're going to be making playoffs or anything, but I think they're definitely going to make an improvement. They have to make an improvement, right? So uh, extending him for three years seems good. I think he he knows what he's doing. He's got a plan, and he's executing it now. And the plan for this year is to start getting more competitive, and I think they're getting that ball rolling, rolling. They signed Dumba. And Kerfoot, so I mean, they're not like the most eye-popping names, but they are adding people slowly but surely. So it's it's a good sign, you know. It's 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 going to it's still not going to happen overnight. We're not going to see Arizona lifting a Stanley Cup uh, anytime soon. But I I think they have a plan in place and they're executing it right now. And we just got to be a little bit more patient for the younger guys to come along and. Um, just try and keep their fucking noses clean, you know, get a building, figure out where you're going to build this stupid thing, and that's still out there, they still don't really know where Arizona's going, I mean, they're still of the belief that they're going to remain in Arizona, but, I mean, a lot of other people are not so convinced, uh, the Salt Lake guy, uh, Utah, they're just sitting over there, just foaming at the mouth, just waiting for them to fail so that they can take them and bring them over there and, and have a team. But, oh, well, it, it is what it is, so we'll we'll continue to wait. But, I mean, Arizona, they are doing some things correctly right now. And, and uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. So we got a little bit of an update here out of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so, Carey Price has come out and said that he has made peace with the fact that he is probably not going to be playing in the NHL anymore. And, you know, yeah, that really sucks. It's really sad that... Like, I like Carey Price. I maybe wasn't so much of a fan of him. I don't know. I always was of the mind that he was a little bit overrated at times, for sure. But uh, I always liked his personality. He was a funny guy. That that fucker always made me laugh in interviews, which, you know, hockey players are not necessarily really funny in, in terms of interviews. But I, I really enjoyed Carey Price, and I hope he can stick around with the organization. And speaking of that, we all remember him kind of butchering... Uh, the young defenseman that they drafted this year, Rhinebacker. Uh, so a little bit of update on uh, that young defenseman. Apparently, he has added over 15 pounds of of muscle uh, to his body over the summer. He's uh, like six foot three now. So yeah, dude. I mean, admittedly, I was a little bit like not super in love with that pick when they made that pick, but. I mean, it's looking like it's going to be really good. I mean, Montreal has a really good-looking young defense core on their way up. Now, until they're all there and they're playing strong minutes in the NHL, how good is that core going to be when it when it all comes together? Are they all going to hit? Are some of them going to be busts? We're just going to have to wait and see. But at least Rhinebacker is adding some fucking size to him he's already got nhl size so that 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 means a lot in the nhl because uh yeah you got to be big to play uh, some big minutes on defense 
Speaking of big minutes on defense, Chris Chelios is to have his number seven retired by the Chicago Blackhawks. So pretty interesting, right? Because uh, Chelios has been around, man. He has played for a lot of teams. He started with the Habs. I think he won a cup there. He was with Chicago. He was with Detroit. Detroit is the team that I remember him most vividly on because, well, I started watching a, a lot later on in his career and I definitely remember uh, the video of Chelios because Chelios just would not stop playing, man. He kept playing and playing and playing. And I remember, I think he was playing in the AHL or something and he was out there on the ice and some fan yelled at, yelling at him. He's like, Chelios, skate, you old fuck. Oh, it's just so funny. But Chelios, an absolute freaking legend, dude. Oh my goodness. I believe he was on Chicklets and that is absolutely an interview worth your time to go check out. He's got a ton of stories, man. He's, um, He's definitely got in trouble a few times in his past, uh, so he's he's got a story or two that are are pretty entertaining to listen to, and a hell of a career, man. He was one of the best defensemen of his generation, a, a very talented player, and yeah, man, uh, I just remember that tan, man, his tan. Oh my god, that dude was so tan all the time. Love that tan, and congratulations. For Chelios, I think he's even come out and said, like, he's a little bit surprised that he's having his number retired because of the fact that he's jumped around uh, and played for a handful of teams. And he, I mean, I don't know. Like, for me, I kind of remember him as a Detroit Red Wing. Others might remember him as a Hab. Some people may never even remember that he played for the Montreal Canadiens. And some people are just, oh, yeah, he was a Chicago Blackhawks. So Chicago, they're going to do it first. Like, hey, we're, we'll, we'll retire your number. Maybe next year, Montreal does it. Maybe the year after that, Detroit does it. I don't know. But regardless, congratulations to Chris Chelios for having his number seven retired. Pretty freaking cool. And speaking of retirements, we have some actual retirements. Chris Chelios obviously has been retired for quite a while, but a few guys coming out announcing their retirement. Del Zotto is retiring. The Del Zaster. What do you What do you say? And I, you know what, man? I know people didn't like him, and and uh, I like him mostly because of fantasy hockey. Uh, whenever I'd pick this guy up, man, I loved picking him up because whenever he would get the call up. Or, or, or he's getting unhealthy scratch and he's getting into a game. The dude tried his tried his bag off, man. He would get out there and take like five shots, get a bunch of blocks, do some hitting, and like I was like, yeah. And I, I, me admit, like I never got a watch. I wasn't watching him play, but I'm watching these stat lines going up. I'm like, dude, the dude is shooting. He's hitting. He's blocking. Like, why is he not being able to stay in a lineup? And you know, he's he's definitely bounced around. Uh, maybe he never necessarily lived up. I believe he was a higher-end draft pick at his point, but I I liked him, man. I know everyone likes to rag on him, but uh, I enjoyed him. So, I mean, enjoy your retirement, uh, Mr. Delzaster, Delzato. And uh, I always remember him with the Rangers, I believe that's where he was. He had a pretty good time there with the Rangers. And then Andrew Ladd is also retiring. I definitely remember him with the Chicago Blackhawks in the in the early days of their success. I think he was only there for that first cup and he was one of the early casualties that had to go in that in that early team when they were just fucking stacked, dude. They had everybody sharp, Taves, Kane, Lad, uh old Patrick Sharp, I might have already said that. Uh they had Bufflin, Keith, Seabrook, Hjalmerson. Fuck, they even had, I think, Brian Campbell back then. Fuck, dude, that team was stacked. And yeah, Andrew Ladd, maybe he never necessarily found 
uh, that big winning success that he did in Chicago, but I thought he had a nice career. He was always a good, solid power forward, good for 40 to maybe 60 points on the high end. Solid player. I can't say he was a guy that I really favored or anything or one of my favorite players of all time, but a good, solid career for him. Will he be in the Hall of Fame? No, but I mean, he's just a good, solid player. There's nothing wrong with having a good, solid career. So good on him. Enjoy retirement. All right, and we have some good news here out of Colorado to finish off the episode today, and it's Gabriel Landeskog. Apparently, he may be able to be good to go for the playoffs if the Colorado Avalanche make it, which I think is safe to say they should be able to make it into the playoffs, and if they have a fresh and healthy Gabriel Landeskog waiting for them at the playoffs, that is going to be a hell of a boost for them for sure going into there so that is um fingers crossed that Gabriel Landeskog could make it for that maybe he even makes it a little bit earlier and can get in a few weeks before the playoffs start get his legs underneath him a little bit and that would be excellent for the Colorado Avalanche to have their captain back in the lineup yeah that would be a great thing but Uh, Obviously, that means he is more than likely going to miss the entirety of the NHL regular season, which is going to be a big blow for the the Colorado Avalanche. And they've already lost some players, but they've done a decent job in the offseason bringing in some other guys. We'll see if any or all of them pay off and can and can fill the void that is Gabriel Landeskog. That is a hell of a void to fill and a tough one at that, but at least some something positive out of there uh, for Gabriel Landeskog. Hoping he can come back nice and healthy and fucking get back to work and, and maybe win the Colorado Avalanche a second cup in uh, in the near future here. We'll see how that goes. I mean, it'd be nice if you let my Toronto Maple Leafs win one first before you win another one. But uh, yeah, anyway, cool to see Gabriel Landeskog is, is on his way back. That's good. I was a little nervous that maybe, um, maybe that might have been it for him. I don't know, but... Great to hear that. Great news. So that is going to be it for me, everybody. I know it's a little bit of a shorter one, but the last episodes have just been so damn long. And yeah, I'm just, I I haven't, uh, I thought there was going to be more news. But uh, definitely in the future, uh, in the near future, probably the next episode, I'll do my awards prediction. We can figure out who I think is going to get the the Rocket and the Art Ross and all that great stuff. I just need to go through and and see uh, which guys are going to be there. And uh, yeah, so that'll probably be on the next episode. So as always, thank you everybody so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Make sure you want to be even more awesome. Give this little podcast a little review or something, would you? That would be so very helpful to me in the growth of this podcast. If you want to leave a comment, question, or anything like that, you want me to read it out on the podcast, you better believe I'll do that for you, brother. Just leave a question, comment, or anything like that. These episodes get uploaded to YouTube on uh, GX, no, sorry, Gamer GX Videos. That's on YouTube. Uh, All these get uploaded over there, so you can leave a comment there. Any questions you want answered, I can answer them on the podcast. That would be so much fun. Same thing goes with video games and wrestling. I also do podcasts on those topics. So if you got questions related to video games, wrestling, hockey, life, whatever you want, send in a question. It doesn't hurt. I can answer it live for you on the podcast or we can have our own little private conversation. Regardless, it would just be great to interact with y'all. And yeah, so enjoy the rest of your day. And we will be back again real soon with some more GX Plus games.